What's going on, everybody? It's Corey here. Welcome back to Fly Casual, episode number 120. It's reviews and it's rumors. And honestly, before you get scared and start running out, it's going to be meaty. We've got a lot of things to cover in reviews, and we've got some sweet, sweet rumors. And guess what? Yes, it's coming back. The fanboy has a voice this time, and he's got a lot to say. You're going to want to tune in for another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! I'm feeling funky fresh. Funky! Funky and fresh? Yeah, and both both of them spell funky. It's hyphenated, but both of them are spelled with a PH. Both of them. Oh, of both course them. they are. Both. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be? Funky and or fresh. And, and fresh, really. There's no or. There's no or has anything to do with it. I'm feeling hot and heavy. I'm ready to hit it hard and fast. I just oh, pounded yeah. a I pounded a, a tall energy yeah. drink. Yeah. Keep them coming. Keep those happen? innuendos yeah. coming. I wondered. You seem a little more peppy than usual. Yeah. Normally yeah. this time of night, I'm laying on the carpet, drool coming out of my face. But yep. No, that's me. That's oh, no, that's right. That is you. Yeah. 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 I don't... I don't I don't know what I was thinking. What am I normally doing? I have no idea. I don't idea. know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, should, I should get to know me sometime. You should. Yeah, that'd probably be beneficial. It would make sense. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Fly Casual. We Yay. have got a lot to cover, so let's get to oh, the introductions. Yeah. I'm Corey over there's Mike. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Great. Yep. Good? Moving along. Moving on. All right, there's Howie over there. How you doing? I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And over there, cross pond down a few is Garrick, not Jay. What's up? Uh, still relevant. Uh, still relevant. I don't care what you uh, Oh, now that we have absolutely fried everyone's earbuds and in turn their eardrums, we can't wait. We have to get started. Fly Casual's big views, rumors. Here we go. Reviews. Oh my goodness! I don't know what to do. Wow. Usually we, we are do some talking. Right. Talk about stupid stuff and everyone's words and after the song well, plays, just go ahead and play the, the oh rumors. Yeah. All right, time for rumors. Man, it's been a long time, guys. And we got a lot of comics. Let's see. One, two, three, four. (laughs) He's going to count. Five comics. Five comics. Five whole comics. So So that's literally 50 minutes of discussion. How many of them featured Snap Wexley? All of them. Okay. I can't wait for that Snap Wexley. That Snap Wexley standalone's coming. Snappy Wex. I can't wait for that Sexy Wex. Sexy Wexley. Sexy Wexley. That's That's what I call him anyway. It's the beard. It's it's the beard. He's got that Jonathan Frakes beard going on. That works. Gotta love a man in uniform. That's right. And he's got a whole lot of uniform. If yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Is well, that a fat joke? <laughs> what? No, I'm just. I yeah, don't know yeah, what you're yeah, talking about. Kind of, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we had Poe Nine, Poe Ten, Afra, Doctor yeah. Afra number one, mm. Doctor Afra number two. Oh yeah. And What's course, Afra's last name? Doesn't matter. What's her first name? Hottie. <laughs> yeah. What if, what if, her, what if her first I'm, name I'm, was Afra? What if her first name was Afra and her last name was Deziac? I'm just saying. Mm, Never like considered it. it, did you? Or a Dighty. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. there you go. 
She's it's, mighty. But, it's got a, but in true Star Wars fashion, it's got an apostrophe somewhere in there. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, no, that would make her a Bothan, wouldn't it? Oh, wait, no. That could be anybody. She's half Bothan. She's a Koder G. Quarter Bothan. She so has four she arms? Gets, she gets a free ride to Coruscant Academy. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And also Star Wars 26, of course, main title. And the spirit of brevity, though. I'm going to combine a lot of these into the shortest possible uh, <laughs> way I can possibly think of. And I, I was looking out on the internet to try to figure out how to do this really short. And, you know, going back to my Irish heritage. Oh, and- <laughs> I thought you were going to go haikus, but now I'm much more excited. Nope. <laughs> I think you know what is coming. It's, it's time for limericks. So let's start with poem number nine and ten. And, and, and of course, in the spirit of brevity, I'm going to combine them together in one limerick. You guys ready? Yes, I'm so thrilled. Once there was a pilot Poe Dameron. He got an order from the princess with hair Cinnabon. The leader named Snokey tries to uncover, but he only finds a lot of C-3PO's lover. Now he has a matching chest hole with Han. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you played a little fast and loose with the traditional meter there, but that's all right. Yeah, screw it. <laughs> They're my people. I can do what I want. That's, That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Poe Dameron, uh, yeah, he goes on the search for where's who's the Snoke and where he's located. You know the Snoke fella. You guys heard of him? He's like a supreme leader. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to some planet, looks around, and uh, apparently this planet, uh, Terex, is apparently the lord of. Because in his, <laughs> in his Lord Terex. Lord Terex. Yes. That makes you sweet, excited, doesn't sweet it? Sweet Lord Terex. He just gets better and better every issue. He's <laughs> <laughs> learned more about him. He is probably the most exciting part of this comic because yeah, Poe Dameron sure only, shit isn't. Well, he's the only <laughs> exciting thing about this comic yes. because apparently after he left the uh, Empire, he went on his way and said, screw it. I'm just going to take over everything and get lots of money and take over the world. And he did it. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not much happens. I mean, there's a little part in issue nine where uh, C-3PO is running his mouth and you see the uh, what was the kanji club and the Guavian enforcers <laughs> yeah. and those guys are like standing in the background and <laughs> C-3PO is going on and on about how Han's smuggling and all this stuff. And then in the background, you kind of see the, the kanji club and the Guavians hook up and shake hands and like, oh. Good on you, C three. Oh, I see what he did there. <laughs> jar jarred him. Yeah, he jar jarred him Got good. Straight didn't up jar jarred. <laughs> yeah, I love the I love the cover art on this. It's pretty much a team up, man. The cla- like the the best team up of all time. Yeah. The two characters that people love the most. Yeah, Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron and C three PO. Yeah. <laughs> Together at last. Together, finally. This is what everybody's wanted for You could team so up Thanos oh. with, with C-3PO and it would suck. A boy, a droid, and a galaxy. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, Poe Dameron continues to be mediocre. I mean, Tarek's story is still cool. I was going to say, we do get some Tarek's background in this. Yeah. And actually both issues, right? Yeah, I mean, they're doing some flashback to what Terex did after the Empire kind of crumbled and died and kind of how he discovered the First Order and how he came across, well, not really how he discovered Tarkin's ship, really, but how he 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 fixed it up and, like, you know, took control of it. So Howie was did a lot cool. of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. way yeah. to go, Howie. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Howie. That's right. Yeah. Train Spike. 
And anyway. 3PO still has, 3PO has a red arm, so we yep, all, everybody see. knows that uh, Anthony Daniels is pissed off. He won't read the comic. <laughs> because otherwise he'd be uh, there day think and Anthony day. Daniels reads comics? Come on. He probably doesn't I'm even not sure read the New Yorker. Reads, I assume Anthony Daniels has a little Filipino boy that reads everything to him. <laughs> oh, I almost made Mike do a spit take all over his computer. <laughs> Seriously, you almost scotched your laptop. Yes, I did. It would be far from the worst thing that's ever happened to that laptop, too. Oh, my. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, so Poe Dameron, whatevs. So, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we should have reviewed every Poe Dameron comic like that. Yeah, you know, whatevs. So, that's 9 and 10 that that we're done talking about? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was both of them, unless you had anything else you wanted to say. I'm looking no. forward to this next comic series coming up. Dr. Yeah, Afra. Yeah. Number one and two. Oh, yeah. And here's the Afra effects. Poorly metered <laughs> and somewhat rhyming limerick for these two. You guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> the heroine with the buns like sculpted rock, with ancient treasures she is seeking to hawk. Oh, phew. But a temple her dad wants her to see because he thinks she's a girly indie. But she is really just a hot ass Belloc. <laughs> Belloc. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So, uh, <sighs> Doctor Afra is now my number one favorite comic series of yes. all time. Yes, I'm there. It is I'm the with greatest you. Star Wars comic to ever be released ever. <laughs> Did Han Solo show up and point a bazooka at her from up on a cliff? <laughs> no, not yet. But that's you coming. remembered that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah, and no, it's great. The, fir- the first one here, the first issue, what he's referring to is it starts out and then this guy is basically in this cavern and he's pulling out this this, <laughs> you guys this seen buried Raiders treasure. Of Ark? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's pulling out I actually this watched it very recently. Buried treasure and then he's running out and he's, you know, the almost gets chasing caught. Him. Yeah, right. It's crazy. And he jumps out and you think it's Afra, and then he pulls off his mask and it's a guy. <laughs> And uh, basically, Afra, I don't know, shoots him in the chest and takes the treasure. <laughs> yeah, she straight up bellocks him. Yeah. She didn't even let him run for the plane. Nope. Start the engine! She didn't it's go, a, crash into a golf course. Oh. It's a good stuff, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that, that they're- That plane they're... was C-3PO, right? Remember that? The what? Huh? Star what? Wars. Yeah, that plane, the plane, the letters on the side of the plane from Raiders of Lost Ark were seen. Oh, yeah, you're right. Here's yeah. my question. How did Indy not notice the pet boa constrictor or the pet snake on the way in? It's they have a two-seater in. biplane. They fly in. Or did that guy <laughs> just while fishing catch and train a domesticated snake? <laughs> no, he had him in the front seat with him when he was flying. But Oh, okay. Thanks for yeah. retconning that, Mike. Yeah, I'm man. more comfortable with <laughs> yeah, it now. Right. <laughs> but when he got out, he just said, you know, Reggie wanted to find his own space. So. I didn't mention Shucked I was up here back. petting my snake the whole time. <laughs> I, listen, I wasn't going to judge. <laughs> yeah. So Afra, man. So we get a lot of uh, story with a uh, backstory with Afra, and actually in one of the, the, the first issue in the back, there's actually like, kind of a bonus addition to kind of go back to Afra's college years when she oh, wore hot college pants and hung Afra. around with all her hot sorority oh, chicks. Sisters. Yeah, man. I've never been so hot for a fictional character in my whole life. <laughs> no, that's not true. You've been hot for fictional characters. Maybe not like like cartoon or drawn yeah, comic drawn characters. Ca- okay, yeah. yeah. Fair, of course, fair. she's still that's hanging fair. around with Triple Zero and BT and uh, BT1 and uh, uh, Black Crustacean 
And just Triple <laughs> <laughs> Zero's dialogue is the best dialogue oh, I've ever read. It's, it's perfect, man. I got just... to put it down. I was just laughing so hard. So you got this uh, guy who looks like Slash from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> he just poisons him. He's like, yeah, you'll die, but nobody will ever figure out why because you're on a, a crappy old planet and they don't have the... I, I don't know. He says it better. You'd have to read it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it's it. Way better if you read it. Way better if you read it. And then like... By the way... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Issue two, she's kind of trying to sell this thing she shot the guy for, and she realizes her uh, archaeology archaeology uh her doctorate has been revoked has has been revoked and it was her dad (laughs) who turns out to be this like monkish type peacenik type guy (laughs) who uh, wants to go off in search of some ancient jedi temple and eventually leads them to yavin 4 which is kind of cool and that's kind of how issue two leaves off they're at yavin 4 and they realize the empire has taken over because this is after episode four so of course they're there checking the place out so, you know, yeah. she, she wears some goggles on her head. I think uh, Dr. Afra. now that I know that Jen Urso is not Jan Ors, I'm just going to say Dr. Afra's is Jan Ors. <laughs> yeah, she's got to be. There you go. Yeah, yeah but the art, on, the art in this comic is amazing. The dialogue is incredible. And just yeah, the it's a different line. artist, but, I mean, the, the art overall is still point, point on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so my, my favorite panel <laughs> is the one where Triple Zero is uh, – basically donning all of his various <laughs> yeah. instruments on his hands. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's, I don't know, some razors, it's some like saws. He's throwing gang symbols out <laughs> yeah, there. Right. Some, a torch. Some needles. <laughs> yeah. A few things. So. Yeah, so if you're going to read any Star Wars comic, if you've been holding off this long, definitely read Dr. Aphra. I don't think you really need to know uh, have read the Vader comic to get into this comic because I think it kind of stands on its own. But then again, I'm kind of uh, yeah. So far, it does. Yeah, maybe. for sure. But yeah, it should definitely check this out. I give it. It's probably the best one to come out so far. Nice. Yeah. And but, you know what? It's a completely brand new character. Yeah, absolutely. Brand, brand I love new. it. All of them are brand. All the main starring cast is all brand new characters, which is great. I mean, it's great that we have a Han Solo and a Leia and all that stuff, but we know those people. We don't yeah. know Doctor Aphra, so this is all <laughs> fresh and new, man. They're, they're like uh, the mirror universe uh, of those guys because they got yes. like the 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 evil Wookiee, the yes. evil R two C three PO, and the evil. Can Han. we take Can we take an honest crack at evil Wookiee's name? Black. It's Kersantan. Kersantan. You know what? I actually read, Kersantan. the funny thing is, is I, is I read... Black? A, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's... I read an interview with, with the author of this, yeah. and he said that that character, he said he didn't give any thought when he originally, initially wrote him to the actual pronunciation of the word, because <laughs> he didn't think it was going to be a recurring character. But it's he's come back over and over and over, oh, and yeah. now now he wishes he would have took a better stab at it. <laughs> well, at least he owns it. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that's I, good. I get behind that. That's funny. So I don't feel so bad mispronouncing it because you can't really do that. I think black black crustacean is uh, about as good as it gets. It's just a crustacean is a literal opposite physical thing than a Wookiee. And so every time we talk about black black crustacean, I have to like intentionally remember that it's not a crustacean that it's a that it's a big hairy Wookiee. So anyway, mm-hmm. what's anyway. next? Star Wars twenty six, the last comic here on the docket. You guys ready? Oh, I am ready. ready. Last limerick. This one's going to be horrible. 
R2 jets off for Goldenrod to return, leaving Luke about Yoda to learn. The little green guy, a Jedi he wants to enlist, but stay where he is, his clan does insist. Now there's just body parts left to return. See, I rhymed return with return. So. I did, yeah. 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 Uh, that was that was really efficient. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't waste any other words. I know. I hate wasting words. But anyway, Star Wars 26. We get to go back in time to see some Yoda action. Gotta go yeah. back in time. <laughs> so the first half of the comic is just... See, we planned that. We planned that earlier. Yeah, we talked did. about it. Yeah. So I'm glad you liked it. It's a Back to the Future. That was good. Yeah. That, that was that was great. That was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. yeah, so the first half of the comic is the super elite stormtrooper squad that we've seen in the last few issues, uh, t- trying to grill C3PO. And of course, it doesn't take much because C3PO is just a freaking <laughs> blabbermouth. That's right. I forgot about this. They're like thinking they're going to set him down and interrogate yeah, him. Yeah, I'm like, no, we can't shut but him then, up. Yeah, right. They're like, geez, we can't get him to be quiet. Yeah. They're like, do you want him? That's, yeah, that's entertaining. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that See, was that's, pretty good. That's the kind of scene that would play out well. That's a, That would be a great scene in a movie for 3PO. It would like, be. Like, while they're standing in front of him going, now we can't get him to shut up. He's just sitting there with his head twitching back and forth like, the lights, his eye lights blinking, <laughs> you know, just like, what? what? I don't know, what are you even talking about? I'm totally yeah. unaware of the fact that. Uh, you know. He's basically telling him all the war stories and how he yeah. was actively involved in saving the galaxy. And <laughs> it's going on and on. It's good like, stuff. Shut this guy up. Can I blast him? Yeah. <laughs> Break him now. <laughs> There's be a switch around the neck somewhere. And of course, Vader. Vader has no recollection of building him. Of course, yeah. yeah, I don't. I I guess. Well, now he's shellacked. There's lots of protocol droids out there. Maybe he doesn't know that's that particular one. Apparently not. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, right. But anyway, yeah. So that that happens, and then in the second half, we get a little Yoda backstory, and it's kind of yeah. Like Yoda is is going to recruit uh, a Jedi, or I guess capture him from his clan, whatever they did back then, and. His clan's not too happy with it, tries to stop Yoda, and of course, you know, that doesn't turn out too well for the clan as no. Yoda just destroys them with the Force. Yes. And it, it's kind of cool, uh, you know, just seeing Yoda in action just without his lightsaber. And they don't really show much, they just kind of show the aftermath, and uh, uh, Obi-Wan's like, wow, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, pretty much Yoda's <laughs> trying to say, look, I, you know, we don't, things don't need to get physical here. Yeah, he's like, come on. I'm just here for the boy. Yeah, like you. And next thing you know, everybody's laying on the floor dead, pretty (laughs) much. (laughs) He's like, come on, kid. He's walking out, yeah, with the kid, you know, hand in hand. So it's pretty, it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's cute. I I think it was cool. They had a different artist. It was the artist who had done the Vader comic, uh, Salvador LaRocca, I think is his name. Yes, he's good. And the art, I think, was a huge... A huge yes. increase from the yes. previous issues, and yes, I, very, is. I very much appreciated that. I'm with you, buddy. So that was was pretty tight. Cool, pretty cool. tight indeed. Well, now we've got several rebels episodes. Oh, so many rebels came out, guys, which I was unaware so of. I thought we were on hiatus. Rebels. I don't know what happened. This is like four episodes or something. Yeah, like two episodes and a two part parter. So yeah, kind of. I've got so much Rebels to watch. So much Rebels. So we had three mm. episodes. Well, I guess three, two in a movie. Uh, we had The Inside Man, 
and visions and voices and ghosts of Geonosis part one or two, a.k.a. Uh, <laughs> Ezra's game. Oh. That's yeah, that's what I call it. Rawr. Yeah, so as uh, I don't, I'm not gonna really dive into depth on a lot of these except for the last one because the last one I think a lot happened and it was kind of cool. But first, and I'm one gonna up, get it all spoiled for me. <laughs> yeah, you are, son of a gun. So inside, man, uh, they we kind of have a return to Lothal where uh, there's some some shenanigans going down in Lothal and the the rebels crew decide to check it out and they kind of want to uh. They have some workers that have been conscripted into Imperial, the Imperial uh, uh, manufacturing, you know, unit to, yeah. to build speeder bikes and whatever. And of course, they're sabotaging everything. And uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn shows up and kind of shows why he's so awesome because he he knows kind of what's going on and puts a he kind of explodes a guy on a bike by making him take it to the max and. After Watch seeing it. Rogue One, how much do you draw illusions between that scene and the scene where Krennic kills the uh, the engineers? Oh, uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's a little bit different. It is, but like I feel like it's eerily similar at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know? this one seemed like it was more drawn out, whereas the one with Krennic was just like he's just like pew pew pew, they're all dead. I mean, yeah. you kind of knew it was going to happen, but right. This one, you you kind of watch him, you're like, oh yeah, that's going to explode and. And Thrawn's just like, yeah, let's see how fast this thing goes. Ba-doom. Was it Thrawn or Tarkin? It was Thrawn. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said Tarkin a second ago. Oh, and it's been bad. a while since I watched this episode. Thrawn. Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. blue guy. Yeah. So, I mean, the episode really, it was kind of just a revisit to the fall. I don't really, nothing really out of the ordinary happened except at the end. What happened at what? The no, you got to say it. I forget. <laughs> so they get it. Uh, they the whole reason for their visit to this uh, imperial um, establishment is to kind of download plans to this secret uh, operation that the empire has going on that nobody knows about. So they end up downloading some schematics for a certain new Tie Fighter. <gasps> what? And if you look closely at the pictures that they display, this Tie Fighter. Is one of the greatest starships ever created, the Tide Defender. <gasps> Welcome yeah. There was, there's, in my entire uh, lifelong collecting career, which is not lifelong at all. The greatest day was when I found out that there was going to be a titanium. The back in the original series is. Oh yeah, uh, I got uh, that a one. Tie Defender Titanium. I was like, no way! I will actually have a <laughs> physical representation of a Tie Defender on my shelf that I don't have to make myself and would look terrible. Now, since I also have Lego Tie Defender, yeah, but like, I got that. But like, I was just so amazed because the Tie Defender, like Garrick said, like my very favorite thing ever. Also, mythical. My, also, my favorite. Mythical. My favorite story arc in a Star Wars game, oh, Defender yeah, definitely. of the Empire. Uh, for a Tie Fighter, and I am so relieved and just want to kiss Felony and Company's boots <laughs> about throwing these bones to me because this one oh, is a yeah. big one. This yes. one is a huge one. Now, now I think we've mentioned before that it was in one of those uh, app games, but yeah, I don't technically consider that real canon. I don't 
I don't either. As much as they say all the games now are canon, that game's just sort of like, it's almost like a collectible card game. And the fact is just, it's like, there's all this just stuff thrown in for content's sake. It's Star Wars Clash of Clans. That's all it is. Yeah. And so that, that, you know, at the time we were probably, you know, when we discussed it, I think we're like, yeah, it's in there. It's in there. But we didn't really invest in it. Now it's a thing. It's a plot thing. And uh, from the previews for the, the remaining episodes of season three, you actually see a TIE Defender flying out for um, what appears to be some sort of Imperial battleship of some sort. If it shoots, if it shoots ion cannons, I'm gonna need a moment alone. Oh, I'm gonna need to take it. like if they actually go so far as to illustrate the fact that it is you know so heavily armed. It has, it has, uh, it has, has uh, hyperdrive and shielding. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah double, double layer shields, six blaster cannons, and ion. two ion cannons, and, and warhead capability. Base. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh so, I'm getting all I'm getting all hot bothered just thinking about it. I got the vapors long. When I saw that that schematic popped up, I screamed like a little girl. It was <laughs> so awesome. I know. <laughs> there was a lot much uh texting I'm, going immediately on. Immediately text everybody on the podcast. I'm like, you guys, this is awesome. And then I yes. translated the uh, Arabesh from the screenshot and it just said, you know, this is confidential, don't share it with anybody, basically. So, <laughs> it said, that was kind of disappointing. <laughs> Hello, Garrick. We see you. We know we see you're you. reading. We see, we see you watching. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. Tide Defender's back. Yeah, Tide Defender! So that was... Uh, have they called it by name yet? I don't believe so. Uh, think, no, because since that episode, it hasn't really made a re, uh, re, re-emergence or reappearance or anything. Uh, so we'll see, because it was definitely in the preview for the coming episode. So hopefully they will call it the Tide Defender. Yes. So, uh, next episode... Oh. Yeah. Visions and Voices. Yeah. Featuring one Darth Q Maul. Darth Q Maul. Yes. His middle name is Quinlan, oddly enough. Quincy. Oh, <laughs> Quincy. Quinlan. That's a good one, too. Quaker. Yeah, so in this episode, Ezra's kind of tripping out because he's still attached to this, uh, Darth Maul. Because when they uh, mush the two uh, cubes together, the two uh, holo- the cubes together, they kind of, I guess... Uh, became part of each other or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's a thing now. <laughs> so yeah, Ezra's seeing Darth Maul all around, and they decide to go ch- uh, ask Bindu about it. And he's like, "Dude, you got to confront him. You got to just, you know, hash it out." Yeah, because that holocron stuff is, you know, jacked up. And he's like, "Oh, how are we gonna find him?" And Bindu's like, "He's right behind you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Look inside your heart, like all the way through it. Like yeah. for real, he's literally right behind yeah, you. Yeah, you just turn around. He's right behind you. <laughs> so he's yeah, here. they did a, a little uh, a, a confrontation with Maul, and Maul's like, hey man, you know, I want to get this out of my head too because I don't want your dirty teenager thoughts in my head either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waking up <laughs> all messy every night. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he doesn't have a lower half though. How does it? Does it make it? anyway? <laughs> it's phantom. There's phantom. Uh, yeah. It's like when you get your arm chopped off, you still yeah, and he still okay. itches. Yeah, Got I it. know. okay, that makes yep. sense. So he, he decides has, to take. He still your... has urges. They're phantom urges. <laughs> phantom urges. <laughs> Why do I have an affinity for my fifth grade teacher? Wait, wait, is everything robot or just the legs? <laughs> I should ask Dave Filoni. I'm going to Twitter him, tweet him. Why must Maul always carry a book? 
Ding. Family guy. That's here. that's why the robes. Yeah. There you go. Got the robes. So anyway, Maul takes him to da- takes Ezra to Dathomir because apparently that's the secret to uh, separating their old their brains, I guess. And we kind of get a little <laughs> glimpse into uh, Darth Maul's uh, hoarder hut or whatever. <laughs> so he comes across the black <laughs> <His> hoarder <suit. laughs> hut. Yep. Yeah, his hoarder hut. He has a bunch of trinkets in there, including um, he has a weird scrawling of uh, Satine, who was Obi Wan's uh, girlfriend type person. That is weird. Uh, yeah, which he killed her, so I'm not sure why he he trophy. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But in front of her, of course, he has the dark saber, which is, uh, of course, the black lightsaber that was featured in the Clone Wars. And uh, it was pretty cool because it's black. <laughs> Dumb. It's black. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've always hated uh, the, the black saber as yeah. a concept. Well, it's uh, in the Clone Wars, you know, the kind of the Mandalorian leader was supposed I to know. wield this and this is going to come into to play later on in some of the later I episodes know. i believe i'm so thrilled about it too yeah so they so in order to separate their minds they drink some weird like foaming green stuff i guess it's the funky cold medina. mountain dew they drink mountain dew got funky it funky yep. cold medina it's the funky cold medina yep. yeah dude mm-hmm. <laughs> so they drink the funky cold medina and a bunch of green Spirit, uh, night sister ghosts come out and start attacking everything. Oh, absinthe! Yeah, absinthe. they start. It's illegal in the United States. Yeah, the only way to, to you can stop only get us, it in Europe. The only way to stop tripping balls is to trip even more balls. Yeah. Nice. That's the only cure. Yeah, so they they end up uh, seeing some ghosts and they're flying around, you know, get possessed, and then uh, 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 Kanan and Sabine come and try to rescue them. Of course, they get possessed and like, oh, hey, if you go into the light, they'll, you know, get out of you, and <laughs> they, they win. <laughs> yeah, and, and this the night sister ghosts are allergic to light, just yeah. like, uh, just like you know the all the bad stuff in the you can't take the Grail past the seal. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. They're they're, they're housed <laughs> in this altar, so they can't they can only go so far from the altar before they get. I guess dispelled from their uh, their master or their host yeah. or whatever. So that was that was a kind of uh, a cool callback to the Clone Wars mythos with the Night Sisters and the, the Dark Saber and all that. Really thought that episode was going to be more. Yeah, I really I, wanted it to be, I, and it was like, oh man, this could be so cool, you know? Because the Night start... Sisters were like some of the like freakiest BAs oh, yeah. in the Clone Wars. I thought he was going to see like the old mother and. You know, yeah, maybe the ghost of some other long past night sisters that we knew or something. But mm-hmm. no, just mm-hmm. random night sisters. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Fun. Night sisters. All right. Go they on. weren't even that like powerful. They were just kind of jerks. <laughs> they were just poltergeists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like you know, next they're gonna sit down on the floor and draw a circle around their butt, and it'll, they'll drag them across the floor. Yeah, get, that's how you get the poop out. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that right. direct, that's Thanks a for direction. Sharing. Like a dog. Yeah. I think it's, isn't that because they have worms? They have like the little worm sacks in it their can, butts? It can be both. Okay. Why not both? Really? Yeah, why not? So yeah, they get yeah. the, the ghost out and before they leave, Sabine finds the dark saber that was dropped. Dun, dun, takes dun. that up. And now she has the symbol of Mandalorian leadership, which should be pretty interesting in the future. What? Yeah. She's a Mando? She is a Sabine? Yeah, Sabine she's a man. Mando. She's Mandalore. She's hundred percent Mando, because there is an upcoming episode called Trials of the Dark Saber, 
is there even a Mandalore in the new canon? There because is now. The, the man, no, I'm just saying. On on the matrix in, of leadership, man. Back in the Clone Wars, it was they had a queen. Yeah, not Mandalore. Yeah, they didn't have the Mandalore. And the Mandalore in the old uh, canon was was you were oh, Mandalore by, because you were wearing Mandalore's mask. You know, I don't think she like was the, a queen. She was like a chancellor or something. I was just like pretty yeah. sure she was a queen. I no, thought. she wasn't. Well, the whole thing with I, the, you're wrong. The, the I'm right. The Mandalorian thing is the uh, Death Watch were kind of the old guard. They were kind of the ones who would probably right. have the Mandalore. The Mandalore title. Yeah. Okay. Because they okay. hated the you know the whole queen system and the peaceful stuff. Okay, so They that were makes old sense. school Mandalorians. So they, I, I, can, know, I can work with that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we got two upcoming episodes. One's called Trials of the Dark Saber and one's called Legacy of Mandalore. So those should be pretty interesting, I hope. Mm. We'll wait and see. Indeedy do. And the last one up here, Ghosts of Geonosis, the two-part premiere of Star oh. Wars Rebels. Yes. So we What's got wrong a- with you, Corey. Come I'm on. really looking forward to this, and now I'm I'm sad that we're doing a review, and I haven't watched. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> I'm furious with myself that I'm gonna have this spoiled for. Well, me you're now, the but- worst. Corey. I know. We That's can we can hold we can save it for uh, the next. Uh, Review cast, if you. Oh yeah, I'm sure the listeners would love that. <laughs> Has anybody else seen it besides me? Because that might. I'm watching it now. I'm, I'm doing. The, I'm doing the cliff note oh version. Oh my god, we all suck. I mean, Howie always sucks, but in terms of Rebels episodes, what? Well, he... It's gonna... oh guys, guys, I've I've watched maybe two episodes this season, so oh, oh, oh hate Rebels. That's because you hate mm. Rebels. I know, I hate it. I'm really excited to know what happens in Ghost of Geonosis, so let's hit it. Okay. Ghost of Geonosis. So we've uh, visited Geonosis in the past in Rebels, as well as the uh, Catalyst book. You want me to go into that, Corey? You want me to go Catalyst? <laughs> Talk about Catalyst. Can you, read, can you read the chapter word for word? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Corey, go, actually, uh, read the back cover and then go to the front and read me all the publisher information. Okay, got it. <laughs> Is there a Dramatis Personae in here? <laughs> We'll find out. <laughs> so we've known in the past from our our past trips to uh, Geonosis that the whole population has been just wiped out and nothing's right. there. So uh, th- there's a a um, Saw Gerrera is in this episode, and he he was what? sent there with a uh, who Saw Gerrera from the dude what from Rogue One, the dude what from Rogue One, yeah. really, yeah, mm-hmm. voiced actually by Forrest Whitaker. So he does reprise his role in the Rebels. He Does so. he do it in the same like raspiness? No, no this is <laughs> a young Saw Greer before he got all messed up. Okay, then- good. That w- I was really hoping that was the case, but I didn't know. Yeah, so I'm glad. So yeah, this was. Uh, so they go to Geonosis to find Saw Greer's party because they've all lost contact with them and they don't know what happened to them. They went to investigate something on the planet and they all just disappeared. So the Rebels crew goes down, checks it out. And they come across a bunch of old battle droids and all this stuff. And they've actually find Saw Guerrero and he's he's pretty freaking awesome. Like uh you kind of get the feeling that he's kind of on the the bad road, kind of the extremist road, uh yeah. through the course of the these episodes. Cause he's always like, ah, screw it, let's just let's just kill everything, get off planet and kill some more people. Cause this sucks. The empire sucks. Yarr. I hate him. They killed my sister and I hate him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, should note, it's interesting that is, you know, we commented on earlier episodes, you know, his eye color in the, 
in the uh, Clone Wars as opposed to it in the movie was drastically different. Well, they did keep the Clone Wars eye color, so maybe we will actually figure out what, why his eyes change so much. Contacts. Yeah, contacts, maybe. Yeah, so anyway, one, of them, one, of, one of them was slid a little off the whole time. Come on, man. This is Minority Report. He's, he's had those eyes replaced. That's oh, right. that's true. That's he, had to right. get away, he had to get away from the pre-crime unit. <laughs> they scan your eyeballs if you go into the, uh, the subway. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so anyway, through the course of the, the show, they come across uh, a bunch of uh, traps and battle droids that somebody has been repairing and sending out to fight invaders and they find out there is one geonosian that has survived what yes that's right because ender took her to a (laughs) yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because (laughs) click clack is what they named the the geonosian in the episode actually has an egg of the last queen surviving oh queen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness Which sake. Fans of the Ender series will uh definitely recognize maybe the homage or direct. Well, Orson rip-off. Scott Card <laughs> should collect another paycheck to throw into some weird like alt right <laughs> fund. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so yeah, fans of the Enders game know that that was kind of the ending of that book. Spoiler alert. I guess yeah. this is the spoiler cast of so screw you. Jesus. Yeah, screw you people who don't read Orson <laughs> that, Scott cards. That Ender ends up uh wiping out a whole bug-like species and uh ends up going to their planet and finding the last surviving queen egg and kind of taking care of it. Yeah, but, it's 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 kind of a sandy arid planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like huh, it, like geonosis. Huh, yeah, yeah, how, it's, yeah, hmm. yeah. So, the, when I first saw the geonosians, I thought of the uh, of the buggers. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if uh, Lucas ripped directly ripped that off of them. Uh, it, it, now, now it feels like it even more so. <laughs> I know it does. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Poor so, uh, Formix. Through the course of this episode, Sagara, of course, wants to just destroy the egg and destroy the uh the um the geonosian the last surviving one because you know hey they worked for the empire they helped doing this they helped build their stuff and you know they were separatists and they were bad <laughs> they're the stuff. ones that created the death star they made yeah. the plan yeah that's interesting that they don't know about the death star so they there's a uh, Corey's mad there's kind of a communication um lag between the uh, the geonosian and and the rest of the crew because none of them speak each other's language they keep asking him, you know, what the heck's going on here? What are you doing? And the Geonosian draws a circle and then a little smaller circle off center <laughs> of that circle on the ground. Oh, booby. <laughs> That's exactly what I was waiting for. I was waiting for Ezra just to start snickering. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really great. That would great. be classic. That would have been great. He just starts giggling. Looks around, he goes, oh, <clears throat> he goes, oh, oh like, I mean, uh, hmm. oh. so <laughs> I guess they think it's the gear. They, they originally, uh, eventually uh, think it's the gear of the Empire, and he's trying to tell them, you know, the Empire's here. They're the ones who wiped us out. They they go down to the uh, down into the, the tunnels and go to the bottom of one of these tunnels and find some gas bombs that the Empire had set off and just demolish the whole Geonosian species except for this one and maybe the egg. So uh, <clears throat> then they kind of get off planet and there's a cool fight scene uh, where the some of the ghost crew are on top of the the ghost fighting, and then of course Sabine now has a jetpack, so she's doing some jetpack fighting, which it's is about time she freaking had a sweet. I know 
that is the best decision the Rebels writers have ever made is to give Sabine a freaking jetpack. Hell to the yeah. Freaking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. jetpack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They ought to give somebody a a grappling hook. What kind of Mandalore doesn't have a jetpack? Yeah, I mean, come on. She's not Mandalore. (laughs) She is Mandalore. She is Mandalore. She has the dark saber. She's got the dark saber. Yeah, man. She's Mandalore. She may become Mandalore. I'm just saying. She's Mandalore to me. So anyway, yeah, they get end up getting off off planet, and you know everybody lives happily ever after. Right. But there Yay. was, I mean, there's a lot, obviously, a lot of other going, a lot of other stuff going on, but we really don't have time to dive into all that. And there was one really disappointing uh, part in this. That they didn't kill the bug menace. Yeah, they should have had a chance. Should have smashed the egg. Just get rid of them all. <laughs> Time to make there was, some omelet. There was a uh, imperial captain that was trailing them in a in a cruiser, and she definitely had a similar appearance to Kat, uh, Ray Sloan, who's a reoccurring character in the books, the comics, and all all sorts of other media. But it wasn't books, actually Ray Sloan; things. it was a totally different captain that just happened to look exactly. Oh, like her. oh all right. <laughs> I was well, like, well, oh, yeah. are they bringing Ray Sloan into Rebels. Come this on. isn't the first swing and a miss. This isn't the first time with. they've done that. Remember the whole thing with uh, with what apparent would seem to be yes. Baron Fell. Yes. Where it's like they set it up, they made it obvious that it was Baron Fell, <laughs> but then they didn't name him Baron Fell because they didn't want you to go Google Baron Fell and find all this information that's yeah. not accurate to the canon. And, and her subordinates kept calling her, hey, Captain, Captain. I'm like, oh, they're not saying her name. They're waiting until oh, the Captain end. Oh, Captain, my They're not saying her name. And they never said her name. I actually had to uh, pause the credits to see who, what the name of the character was. I'm like, oh. That sucks. Because in this case, you're actually looking at the new canon. So Yeah, yeah I'm like, sucks. oh, I'm excited. This is going to tie a lot of stuff together. I like mm-hmm. Ray Sloan. I think she's a great character. And yeah. Drop the ball. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Eat it. Pretty good episodes. I liked them. I like Ghost of Genos. This is probably the best. So, yeah. Check them out, Corey. We just banged out about two and a half hours worth of reviews in about 35 minutes flat. So. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. That's a record, buddy. Yeah, as that was uh that was that could have been a lot less meaty. So we really got through there and and had some meat on the bones, and I'm glad that Good it job, happened. Garrett. Good yeah, job, Garrett. Yeah, man. Kudos. Lim- in the meantime, the let's not inflate Garrett's ego too much. It's time for Porkins no, by the keep Week. Doing it. Keep doing it, guys. I really wish I had an ego. Y'all know this, but the dude what played Grand Moff Tarkin, <gasps> yeah, yeah. That guy. Peter Peter Cushing, CGI Tarkin. No, I talk about the real Tarkin, oh, really? OG. Sweet dude hated wearing his boots so much on his costume, yeah. and they hurt his feet so bad oh, no. that he demanded that he just be allowed to wear slippers the whole time, <laughs> and they just not shoot his feet. That's a good idea. <laughs> That is true. I've heard that. That's, were they uh, were they fuzzy pink bunny slippers? There are there are pictures. The ones I'm wearing right now. Yeah, they're in a collection. Somewhere. There are pictures of him wearing slippers on set. Mm. It's fantastic. That's you know, I, it's funny because his name's Peter Cushing, and he wanted something more fishing. <laughs> very That's cushioning. Name, very cushioning. Tarkin slippers is the name of my next role playing Star Wars ship. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Tarkin slippers would be the great name for like a, a weird off kilter like punk fusion band. <laughs> you know or i don't know i don't know what i'm talking a about tap, hey it's time for rumors cap. boys Woo, rumors. rumors there it is Those things. Oh, oh yeah 
rumors have returned. And there are rumors aplenty. Since Rogue One has come out, we've just, there's been like an explosion of Ep 8 just craziness out there. So uh, we're going to dig right in. Dig it. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about something. Now, I think Corey knows a little bit more about this than I do. So I'm going to, mm. I'm going to, ah. I'm going to pass it off to him. But Kyle I, got a brand I, new tie. <laughs> he got a brand new tie. That's <laughs> oh. exactly right. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll jump in because the rumor is that Kylo Ren is going to have uh, a a uh, a a Tie Fighter Ooh, tie that defender? is special for oh. him. Tie Defender. That would be pretty old at that point. No, I. Uh, the rumors so are cool. that it will be a spiritual successor to. You can either get excited or roll your eyes based on where you come at this from, but a uh, spiritual accessor to the TIE Advanced, Ooh. whose prototype was Darth Vader's granddad's shippy. Granddad flew a TIE like Advanced X1. Yeah, man. And, That's what he uh, Yeah, makingstarwars.net has a post up, and they say that the TIE Fighter is said to be very similar to the piece of concept art for The Force Awakens, which, uh, which has, you know sloped in wings in in this particular concept art the wings are not like three angle or two angled wings where you've got the the upward leaning in panels the side parallel and then the downward leaning in panels yeah it's just two panels leaning in uh that come to sort of at a point is there any that's the concept pictures art. or leaked cool. art on this or no. is this a description no it's just a description that says it's similar to this concept art we do have the concept art so there's a comparison to be drawn, but we don't know what uh, ultimately it's going to look like. I, it shouldn't be of any surprise, however, if if Kylo's got a new version of what Granddad <laughs> yeah. flew. No that, joke. Yeah, that that sounds like like yeah you know, okay. So also uh, apparently uh, he will be sporting a Vader like cape. Ooh, as well. It's about time he got a cape. There was yeah, something was, missing. He had that little half. He had kind of a little sash or something. Yeah, like a, right? in, in like a duster. Like yeah. almost, yeah. you know, he almost wore like you know the goth kid trench coat. Yeah, he like walked <laughs> out, and you, well, it was, I don't know, and the goth kid haircut, <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. dyed yeah. black, and and the goth kid he had angst. the black. Wait a second, he had the black He's eyeliner, and yeah, <laughs> emo Ren. <laughs> That's a Twitter account. You should follow it. It's hilarious. Emo Ren. <laughs> that, I love that, it. Yeah, that pretty much exists. Uh, so yeah, it's. It's a, a pretty cool piece of news. I one of the things I was more disappointed by in the Force Awakens was the lack of cool new ships. Yeah, we had updated Tie Fighters, updated X Wings. You know what? I'm glad you're bringing that up because didn't have any cool you're right. Wings. As as much as we look forward to the Force Awakens, it really and we've had, we've heard the criticism. Drop the ball. Yeah, completely, man. Drop. I mean. The flipping you ball. Know, you know what? If you, you at some point you're all going to run out of Macquarie crap, and you're going to have to create something new for the love of God. <laughs> hey, you. Well, I just, new. I just think that they right. focus uh, just think. over the top on creating a nostalgia film. I mean, I get it that that's what they were going for, and I can appreciate we're that talking at some 30 level. Years of technological improvements, and we have had zero right. design shifts. For I think real. The, the first order Tie Fighter has shields, though, right? I mean that's there again. That's the one of the. That's it's, one it's of those. Also a two seater. <laughs> that's one of those things you know where I got to go back to Lucas and I got to give him props for 
you know, the things that he did on the prequels is showing a complete drastic difference in the first one. Yes. And then showing a slow evolution yes. through the next couple of movies. That's right. something that yep. was done about as right as you can do. I, I, yeah, exactly. Remember, when we were looking at the Naboo N1 fighters for the first time and we're like, those don't look like anything in Star Wars. But at the same time, they right. have sort of like this retro sweeping 1930s, like everything's bright steel look to yeah. them. And yeah. it makes sense. Like we, were, we, we had fun dissecting all that. With the Force Awakens, is like, well, the TIE Fighters are kind of gray silver now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the X-Wings, the instead, right. of, instead of round engines, instead of circular, they're like half-circled <laughs> engines Classic. on those. And, uh, and they split the, down and, the middle. And Han, Solo, Han Solo's in a ship where really they just took the ship from Spaceballs and they chopped it into <laughs> thirds and glued it back together. <laughs> and, William Falcon uh, had a new, a new dish. It was a rectangle. Uh, uh, and Ray was gonna I, Ray was gonna fly on a ship that's just four engines taped together. <laughs> I'm I Quad I don't jumper. know what to expect out of Ryan Johnson, but I'm really 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 hoping that they rectify some of that. With I want to see I want to buy new products for new ships. <laughs> I want to get for excited. Real, I'm willing to throw designs. my money. I love the ships, man. <laughs> but uh, I mean. I, I bought the, there was just I, I bought the U-wing I don't know. I mean, titanium. I'm just gonna call it like I see, it, man. It was just lazy. I think it was just lazy on their part. I again, yeah. I get that they wanted to create a, a film that took you back. Yeah, but it was just it was too much. There was we just a lack of. It wasn't, it wasn't lazy. It, it was safe. It was safe. Very safe. It was safe. Very safe. And like the you know there was a new star destroyer that was slightly different looking. Ish, okay, right. And then the exact same look for the TIE Fighters, more or less. The exact same look for the X-Wings, more or less. The space battle wasn't a space battle at all. Nope. It was just a bunch of X-Wings attacked a planet. Yep. And it, uh, Down a trench. And, 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 then, and then we go see Rogue One, and, and we're just squealing like baby <laughs> oh my children. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah. Just fight. to see Dog some, fights like, again. This is what it should look like. It should look like a hodgepodge of, 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 of desperation, you know? And, and, and no. Yeah. I keep coming. Hammerhead cruisers for the love of God! <laughs> I keep coming back to the to the ti- to the to the to the camera that's over the X wing coming out of hyperspace, and you're like in the thick of the. Ba- I mean, geez, I was like, they couldn't have done that more better yeah. in Rogue One. Yeah, and just yeah, none of that, none of that creativity in, in Force Awakens. They could have done just, that more better. Mm, they gave me the more better, more blues. better, more, more better, blues. better. Yeah. more, more the better. best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, a little tidbit out there, something to uh, something to look forward to. A little bit more. Uh, a little more <laughs> Kylo fishing out of the same pond, but I'm I've got a lot of high hopes that we see more new stuff. You know, we've already seen leaked images of like the speeder in the street, cool, and stuff. And like more that. of that's going to be hitting here. I mean, we've like seen I said, dudes in tuxedos. I mean, just cool. that alone is something <laughs> right. new. Well, just there's like I said, there's been a explosion over it's, uh, uh, of everything Ep Eight since Rogue One came out, and we're just going to see more and more of that here yep. as the year unfolds. But uh, yep. Billy Lord in the news this Ooh, week. I know her. Oh, um, Billy, Lord. Billy Lord, for those who don't know or don't remember, is actually the daughter of one Carrie Fisher. May she rest in peace. And uh, prior, actually, this this I think the story comes prior to her death. But uh, Billy Lord was interviewed and yeah. and. Um, they talked about her role. She had a minor role in The Force Awakens. She was really just a background character. She had no lines. Um, she's claiming that she's going to have a larger role in Ep8, actually. Mm-hmm. That we're actually going to huh. hear some more from her and that she's going to play some you know, some kind of role that has a little more 
I don't know, oomph to it, I suppose. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Interesting. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm trying to think in my mind what they can do with her that, that is going to expand that role. Really, she was just kind of a tech in the background, really, at the... She had a big blue droid friend. <laughs> she did. She <laughs> do you did. want me my droid friend? I think at the end of the movie, I'll she was next to her mom friend. and waving at Ray as she's flying off in the Falcon, but that's about it, man. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I guess... Anything is larger than that role. Yeah, so. that, was, that was just almost just like a walk-on kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know it wasn't, but it, it felt like it. So I, I don't know. I mean, does this, in light of Carrie Fisher's uh, passing, I mean, does this take on a new interest for anybody that uh, that she's you know supposedly getting an expanded role? Or? Only marginally. Yeah, because it doesn't mean anything in terms of the fiction. Has she's she just been a in anything else? Character. Do you think? Well, do you think the uh, that Lucasfilm or whatever? sees that as an opportunity to expand a role even more, maybe into F9 and pay some, pay some homage maybe somehow secret, to Carrie Fisher. I don't she's know. secretly Ben Solo's uh, twin sister. Dun, dun, dun. And her name is <gasps> Mara Solo. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, Lucasfilm. You just killed me. Ben dead. Solo. Uh, oh, that would be hilarious. It would be kind of funny, though. It would be funny. It would be. It'd be kind of like, all right, yeah, you know what? At this point, he just kind of threw your hands up there. You know, eh. Let's just piss on the electric fence and get it over with. <laughs> don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> That's my favorite game. <laughs> yes. Just don't whiz on it. Yeah. So, uh, interesting news there. Uh, Ryan Johnson also in the news this week. As well, he should be. I know that guy. <laughs> So, of course, the interest in Ryan Johnson is going to grow to uh, astronomical proportions this year since he is uh, the new director in charge of Eps 8 and 9. And uh, I, he was interviewed recently and and the subject of, of Ray and Luke and parentage and all that stuff, of course, came up. Of course it did. And uh, he made a comment that people are kind of tweaking Weekend date. To weekend. <laughs> I like how you stop because you don't want to race past it too fast. Oh, he enjoys. He raised his left eyebrow. I know. Yeah. Tweaking, I bet he did. <laughs> He's tweaking. You know, there's all there's been all this back and forth about Ray. Is she Luke's daughter? Is she somebody else's daughter? And it's just every, Is she a robot? <laughs> <laughs> Is she a force baby? Who knows? Cling Who on. really knows? <laughs> no, so anyway. Some comments that Ryan Johnson made this week. You've been catching some headlines because the latest, I think a couple episodes ago, we talked about that the latest is that, oh, we're back to Ray being Luke's daughter, you know, like from the beginning, I think almost. Sort sort of, kind of, maybe. Sort of, kind of, maybe. The latest is is that we're kind of, sort of back to that, maybe. she is. Well, Derek it's, held it's out back hope. That, Derek has never wavered nope. on this. <laughs> Steadfast. I mean, some of our earliest rumors when we first started this podcast two, three years ago now, whatever it is. Oh, it's been that long. Um, yeah, I know. Jeez, it's crazy, man. isn't it? You're old but, still uh, doing this. <laughs> <laughs> some of our earliest rumors was that Luke was going to have a daughter. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and, the la- and the latest we had a couple episodes ago was that, hey, we're back to that, that she's a Skywalker yep. and that's it. Well, we never these left comments that, that, that Ryan Johnson recently made seem to indicate that um, perhaps not. What? I, I, paraphrasing, he said something to the effect of, um, you know, oh, he may, she may not be a Skywalker, but there's very strong familial ties in the, in Brian Johnson's Wars. dead to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> dead. That's straight out of the horse's mouth. 
So he's I don't know reactions to that. I I don't even know how to react to this because I I just anymore I I mean we're at that point where there's all kinds of misinformation out there and and everything else. And you know is this a misinformation thing? Do you care if she's a Skywalker? Do you not care anymore? I'm kind of getting to that point where like I don't give a damn because I'm just I don't know I'm tired of going back and forth. I just want that. him to answer it, Danny. Dang it. I think she's uh, I think she's Jaina. Yeah. I think she's Kylo's little sister. You think they're going to go that route that's going to turn her into a solo twin? Doesn't it kind of freak you out exactly how well her and Han got along? But why didn't yes. Leia? Why didn't that's, Leia I tell thought her? that. Yeah. And Okay, but age let's go to the age thing though. I mean, the age between Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley is significant. I mean, he's in his 30s, she's in her early 20s. Um I mean, they're not even close in real life. Well, she was an oops. I mean, they well, can talk she was an oops. They're not they're, you're saying they're, they're not, not twins. twins. They're not so they're no, not no, the no, solo not twins. twins. Not twins. Not twins. Okay. All right. Well. I don't know. I guess at that point then yeah, just call her Mara Solo. I've got it nailed down. I got I got these predictions down to a science. Speaking of which, it still doesn't make sense though, man. With Princess, Le- I'm sorry, man. Sorry, to cut How, you why off. they wouldn't know? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess well, they did. I guess they did embrace at the it, end of it. Wouldn't have to be Leia's. True, true. Han could have sowed some wild oats, <laughs> and for whatever reason, they are with, force with ran- sensitive with oh, random bar wench. No, and, with Mara and- Jade, Han Solo and Mara Jade. <laughs> I'm gonna keep twisting this, twisting the knife as hard Why as I not? can. Yeah, <laughs> that would be it's Afra. Yeah, that would yeah. be Lucas. It, it was it was it Afra was came back. Luke and Doctor Afra. Yeah, you'd accept that. You could totally get behind I that. Would I get see. Way behind anyone, that. I would get, get so behind that behind like behind Luke that. would get behind Afra. <laughs> anyone tapping Afra? Oh, yeah. come All on. Right. I hope they put that in the comic. I'd like to read. Can't that. we insinuate? Can't we? Can't we beat around the bush <laughs> without Peter, you diving no, straight into it? I didn't. I just said tapping. What does that mean? Who knows? Who, need, who needs to beat around the bush when you have Afra right there? Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's true. Stop. That Stop so where true. you are. Stop. Stop. Go no further. What? Abandon all hope. I, what? What? Uh, what about Doctor Afra? I'm just saying that. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'd be willing to believe that that potentially, let's say she's another another. We could we could say that Leia just didn't tell her that she's keeping it from her, just like Obi Wan kept it from Luke, right? Yeah. Could, I remember, guess. remember, Luke went off to Yoda to and to train and learned there from Yoda, right? Kind of. And 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 Obi Wan there, whereas maybe Leia's keeping it from Rey. She goes off to train with Luke, and Luke lets that cat out of the bag there. I I call bullshit though, man. I, unless unless Han left unless while she women was in the Star Wars universe is very different. There is no way that a mom who hasn't hasn't seen her child since birth or whatever, you know, is not is gonna not you know, recognize right, her. Well, or, or recognize and just still keep it from her or what you know, whatever. Especially yeah, no, after her husband that. died. Maybe Luke. Yeah, maybe she Luke can feel her non-force minds. husband in the force dying. Yeah. Maybe Why Luke, can't she understand that she her, can feel her child baby is in her right belly in front of her face? I, I, well, I, would, guys, I would have a hard time believing that since she knows how to feel babies in her womb. Yeah, guys, there it's you obvious. Go. She knew <laughs> what the gender go. of her baby guys, was through the it's force. It's obvious. It's obvious. Kylo went and hit his little sister when he was ordered by Snoke to take the Knights of Ren and kill off all of the Jedi, uh, all of the new Jedi that Luke had trained. No, you've been so his he has cousin. to go kill them all, but he can't bring himself to kill his own little sister. Cousin. So he uses what he's, 
he's used what he's learned from Snoke or whomever to then erase the memories of her Cousin. from Han and Leia Cousin. and then takes her and hides her away. I don't think it's family. It's I think he just sees, I think he sees poor little girl there and, and just has, you know, he has one of those moments where he's tempted by the light. <laughs> tempted and, uh, by the light. Perfect. Right on, man. Right on, dude. I'm skilled in many ways. Oh. That's not one of them. I don't have very many skills, actually. <laughs> well, you know who does have a lot of skills? Who's that? Someone that can put together a brilliant amalgamation what? of all of these little bits and pieces of the things that we pick up to actually put together what we have traditionally called huh? the fanboy wet dream. Oh. But we've come and we've come. That, to, was, that was torn apart, man. We've come to be faced. Well, yeah, we had a fanboy wet dream we for did. episode well, seven, which and, was. Uh, which is why it was. JJ disappointed. And, and I would <laughs> yeah. say it was, it had maybe 20% accuracy. You know, ah, not great. That's generous. Maybe, maybe, yeah, it might be twenty. It might be twenty-five, thirty. I was, it, there were some things that were close, but I mean, uh, overall, in my mind, the the fanboy wet dream was pretty badass. Right. Yeah. And 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 the whole purpose of the fanboy wet dream. Let's just keep saying the word wet dream as many times as we can. Yeah. Um, please, please. The whole purpose of the fanboy wet dream is to figure out what would be the perfect marrying of potentially what's going to happen and the things that we already know and love about Star Wars, including the expanded universe. Um, so tie defenders, you know, yeah, legends. T- exactly. Legends. Yeah. Legends and stuff. So, uh, with that, what we've decided to do is actually bring out the, the fanboy himself. What? So That's I would like boy. to present to you for episode eight, kicking off the fanboy wet dream series, which we're renaming to be a little more PC. Uh, so without further ado, let's, let's go ahead and get this started. To nocturnal emissions oh, yeah. with fanboy Y. <laughs> yeah. That's another name for wet dream. Awkward salutations, rebels, trekkies, bronies, and fankin of all ilk. Twilight Sparkle hey, buddy. is the best. Fanboy Y here, and we're going to talk about the ultimate scenario for the upcoming Star Wars Episode Eight. Hey, is your brother Collector X? Just wondering. Uh, I've I'm been, asking. Questions. I've been I've been asked not to talk about my parentage or lineage. Yeah, you better not, because if you are, so help me. <laughs> for the sake of my own protection. <laughs> but yes, you heard correctly. I've at last emerged from the shadowy cave of my aunt Susan's basement <laughs> in order to directly She's address the, mis- really? the mysterious. Hey, back off now. Ooh. I, I know Aunt Susan. I hear yeah, that a lot from her. people, as a matter of fact, and it makes me uncomfortable in all manners of ways. But I've come out to directly address the mysterious miasma of hints, clues, and leaks surrounding this upcoming shimmering spire of future cinematic history. <laughs> I have the freedom to do this now because Aunt Sue doesn't inflict completely unfounded and arbitrary curfews upon the tenants of her domicile <laughs> like some other retired ladies we may know. Right, Mom? <laughs> Worst basement ever. I have to use my platform to get my message out. Excuse me. So, without further ado, I now present to you the current enigmatic state of nocturnal emissions with Fanboy Y. Wait. It should be. Fanboy, a, why? Hmm. It should be a surprise to no one 
that fanken like myself love nothing more than to weave delicate threads of continuity into mighty tapestries that ultimately represent both those ideas that our hearts most cherish and those we most desire. And flawless, though The Force Awakens may have been, both in terms of depth and cinematic execution, <laughs> a true statement to the inarguable genius of Larry Kazan and J.J. Abrams, in addition to Her Majesty Miss Kathleen Kennedy, it may indeed have left a mostly dry riverbed where such lovely strands of continuity may soon flow, a move I'm certain will ultimately have proven to be equal parts prudent and brilliant. So let us take a dive into that which is most beloved, but trapped within the trans-dimensional space between legends and canon. Mm. You ready to take a ride? Yeah. I'm ready. Is that where Raru is? Strap in, boys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're getting me excited now. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I didn't mean to. This is a virtual wellspring of life swimming in the unknown. Wait, wait, wait. Are you wearing pants? Space jellyfish. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. He's wearing a space jellyfish. That's an image I didn't come here to see. <clears throat> so anyway, sorry. Uh, so yes, we were we we're going to uh, we're going to dive into the unknown. So here we go. When the orcish battle axe fell upon the neck of the Star Wars expanded universe, there were scores of characters that fell completely away. Correct? Yeah, it's plus some two have come elves. exactly. Some have come back in amalgamations, such as Jason Solo slash Darth Cadis being reimagined as Ben Solo slash Kylo yeah, Ren. Uh, Stop. You, have a, you guys you guys don't think that's the greatest thing of all time? I don't understand. But hang in there. Others have been reintroduced almost wholly, such as Thrawn in Rebels, like albeit with a bit of time displacement pertaining to his backstory and achievement of his rank of Grand Admiral. But the message is clear. The story team at Lucasfilm is not afraid to leverage both pure resurrection and a warped form of necromancy to preserve established <laughs> ideas in service of the new canon. You find Gentle Present may recall that prior to the release of The Force Awakens, there were three canonically banished characters whose loss concerned the fan can above all others. Mm. Those of the aforementioned Thrawn, yep. the red-headed femme fatale turned Jedi Master Mara Jean, oh, may she yeah. rest in peace, yeah. and the ancient Jedi turned Fleet Commander turned Sith Lord turned Jedi turned Stasis Popsicle turned Sith Lord slash Jedi Ghost, known only as Revan. Oh, oh Revan! Sorry, man. Oh. I just well, I shouldn't yeah, say Revan. you hit a you hit a nerve. I shouldn't say he was known he was known only as Revan because he was also Darth Revan and the Revan. Are you saying he and? Revan is a girl. Sir Revan, Master Revan. And Revan the Butcher. Revan's a female, <laughs> guys. The the Revan just... Uh, Not Raven. A Republic soldier by the name of whatever the player chooses. You know what? <laughs> Revan had all the names. Yeah, he had I'm literally having, all the names. I'm having nocturnal I am right Revan. Now. Anyhow, let's wheel, it, let's wheel it back in. Before the fourth... Before the fourth... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, buddy? I have something caught in my throat. <laughs> Need your inhaler, I buddy? I think it's caught in your braces, buddy. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it comes buffs. Yeah. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> before, <laughs> before the before the force 
graced us with its presence. Force Awakens graced us with its presence on silver screen. There had been a great deal of speculation about one Kylo Ren and his Mary Nice of Ren. Mm. Allusions were drawn comparing the look of Mary. Kylo Ren's mask to Revan's. Yeah. Despite Revan's being of Mandalorian origin, we questioned it. Perhaps the Knights of Ren were even a modernization of the Order of Revan. Yeah. Worshippers of the ancient Sith Lord from Ren. the Old Republic MMO. Revan. I like where your okay. head's at. I a gotcha. simple shortening of the word. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But at the time, there wasn't much tying the masterpiece of the Old Republic games fiction to the new canon, oh, save for some subtle nods to the Clone Wars, such as the existence of the Selkath species in their homeworld of Manan. However, yeah. since the severing of the expanded universe, several steps have been taken, seemingly quite deliberately, what? to reintroduce Old Republic fiction Ooh. into canon. Really? Hammerhead mm, cruisers. Ex explain. For instance... We all know that Malachor has been reintroduced, reintroduced via the background for Kylo Ren's lightsaber design, yeah. and in turn, the Rebels animated series. Yep, mm. they were there. So it is referred to as a place where a great war between Jedi and Sith occurred, rather than the Battle of Malachor in Old Republic fiction, which was between Jedi-led Republic forces and the Mandalorians. Whose leader was secretly under Sith influence. However, in both cases, an extinction level event occurred, and in both cases, there was a Sith temple present. And in both oh. cases, the planet was under stress from gravitic anomalies. Oh. Let that sink in, boys. It's sinking in. It's sinking in. Is everyone getting as excited as I am? I feel you so far. I feel you. About ready to have an anomaly. In the old. <laughs> I'm about halfway the there. The old. I need another hit of my inhaler. <laughs> In the old Republic fiction, nice and slow, man. Nice that, and slow. <laughs> yeah, that battle and that extinction level event and its resulting anomalies were the result of a certain Jedi known as Revan. In fact, his use of the mass shadow generator at Malachor is often credited as representing his tipping point to the dark side, despite despite not yet being introduced to the ways of the Sith. Hmm. But beyond Malachor, fans without sharp eyes may have missed that the planet of Terrace was reintroduced into canon via what? the Tarkin novel oh, and yeah. even featuring one uh, its own rebel senators in Rogue One, oh. which from Terrace. Terrace. Yeah, you're right. Terrace is the location where Revan began his new life after having his memories and mastery of the Force erased by the Jedi Council. The very start of his path that ultimately leads to discovery of the Star Forge, and at that point, his Sithy pass. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Wow. Wait, whoa. You're blowing my mind. What are you yes. doing? What are you connecting? In fact, the only planet from the first Knights of the Old Republic that hasn't been reintroduced into canon at this point will be the very home of the Star Forge, discovering the location of which represents the majority of the game's delicious content. That planet, of course, <laughs> is what, boys? Uh, what? Uh, uh, Malachor. Ricotta Prime. Ricotta Prime. Oh, my It's the name of the planet. Ricotta that cheese. Yes. Mm, ricotta yes. cheese. But Keep wait. going. But wait. What's yeah. going on? In fact, quite quietly and suddenly, added to a map of the galaxy oh located within the Force Awakens visual dictionary what? is none other than that very planet, oh. Ricotta Prime. you got to be kidding me. <gasps> Shut your just face. I've seen that. Just across the galactic neighborhood from Jakku, as a matter of fact, what? and just inside the unknown region. What? That map, confirmed by Pablo Hidalgo himself to <gasps> be completely canon. That's legit. Wow. 
contains wow. roughly 30 planets, which know. doesn't even cover all of the planets currently in the canon, such as Mustafar, Lothal, and many others. And Moribon. Wow. So, why quietly confirm Rakata Prime of all places while leaving other canonical planets off this particular map? Rakata Prime previously is only known for two things. The last stop for Revan after he finds the final missing piece of a big blue holographic star map mm -hmm. leading to a mm -hmm. mysterious source of power and also for being the location of the Star Forge, a giant yeah. space installation that could harness tremendous power by siphoning a power from a star. Wait, 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 yes. wait, yes. what? Wait, what I'm, are you saying? Allow me, allow is. me, my siblings, I'm, allow saying. me. To repeat that. Oh, dear God. He's Rakata saying the Force Prime, Awakens is a lot better than what it a was. A planet intentionally reintroduced to canon by the Force Awakens Visual Dictionary uh, was previously only uh, known for two things, being the endpoint of a great scavenger hunt using a big blue star map uh, whose location could only be discovered by finding the last hidden piece of that star map. What? <laughs> and playing host to a giant space station that was fueled by eating stars. Yum, yum, oh, yum, my yum. God. In the Force Awakens what? Visual Dictionary. Oh, my God. It's like the, the wait, Starkiller wait, wait, wait. Base. What, are you saying Starkiller Base? I'm saying the Force Awakens featured a big blue holographic star map with a final piece missing, and it also featured a giant space station planetoid that powered itself by eating stars. Nom, nom, nom. And the book meant to provide exposition on that movie also quietly reintroduced the only other place in all of Star Wars where uh, uh, these two things uh, were uh, back in the canon. Uh, I, I think my coincidence. Finished. Coincidence? <coughs> Let's dig a little deeper. What? It goes deeper? It always goes Holy deeper, God. friend. I can't take any more of this. Have you met the internet? That's <laughs> a <laughs> no, good point. In the EU, he's been on Fortran. Yeah, a not do a Fortran. As if you need to go to the deep web. <laughs> in the EU, as of four thousand years prior to the movies, the location or even existence of Ricotta Prime was a complete secret for more than a hundred thousand years. After its destruction, travel to the system was restricted. Okay, now. The Darth Bane novels were the only other time the Star Forge has been referenced outside of Old Republic games and novels as he visited the wreckage once thousand years prior to the movies. Yeah, Darth the Bane. Firing, I got another one for you. The firing mechanism on Starkiller Base was depicted as a giant metal ball, as was the core of the Star Forge itself. What? Both siphoned a giant plasma beam of energy directly from the surface of a star in order to convert Shut it into something up. else. In the case of Star Forge, it could power itself and reduce star stuff to raw materials for the Star Forge. In the case of Starkiller Base, it would convert it to a series of hyperspace projectiles. The planet Luke is currently on at the end of Force Awakens is called Octo. Words easily read instead as Act Two. What? It appears to be a predominantly ocean-covered world, quite similar to Rakata Prime, although less tropical than depicted in the games, granted. And eagle-eyed fan sleuths were able to study both the star map in the Force Awakens visual in the Force Awakens movie and the galaxy map in the Visual Dictionary in order to pinpoint that Rakata Prime, mentioned nowhere in the film, mind you, falls precisely into the missing piece of the map from the movie Whoa. that held the location uh, to where Luke Skywalker nah, was. Uh, you No. What? 
If I haven't blown your mind at this point, I don't know that I'll be able to. I've blown something. I'm not sure if it's my mind. So if these ridiculous (laughs) coincidences aren't coincidences at all, then why is all of this being bought back into canon piece by piece after The Force Awakens has come out? Why are all of these Knights of the Old Republic locations getting getting reconfirmed while an off- Utilized EU place like Narshida even fails to exist. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I all do, the pieces buddy. are there, man. I do, They're buddy. We have all this stuff that we've seen a thousand times in Star Wars completely fell out. But this stuff over here, just from these games and the books associated with them, are being pulled back in piece by piece. Wow. And in the in the dark of night, and nobody's paying attention. The question is why. Put on your tinfoil hat. The question Revin's is back, why. Baby. To get you really excited and then piss on you. The most likely, <laughs> most likely answer. Oh, please stop. The most likely answer, I say. Baseball, Margaret has, Thatcher. The <laughs> most likely answer. Margaret Thatcher on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Mike, is that a Nintendo Amiibo in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> it's a toad. I say the most likely justification is all going to come back to the identity of one Mr. Snoke. But that, my friends, is indeed a tale for another time. For now, this bard has a bus to catch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the nocturnal emission. And the stranger, stranger that, that went about things, as uh, music. Yeah. That, that went about as well as as I could have expected. <laughs> <laughs> when you get, when you bring him in, I I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, holy, you bring that's a bring that's a, a web. That's some interesting uh, things, man, to yeah, consider. Man. I'm a there's, big, I'm a big fan of those games. Way too much there to say. I think oops, it's, I think it's or, all legit. Honest to God, oh, good. Look, the the big of thing. All the planets they could have picked to just fill a gap in the map. Yes, that that's my big yeah. thing. That's the one thing that ties all this together for me is the visual dictionary and the map and Ricotta Prime and Pablo like, Hidalgo. He's been what? asked. Pablo Hidalgo has been asked about that map. Of course you know what he has. You know he said about the Ricotta Prime thing. You know what he says? Oh, we just needed a planet to round things out. Of course mm-hmm. he did. And I'm Narshada, like, like you said. Like, all the yeah, other Narshada, big stuff. Everybody went to Narshada before, and that doesn't exist. It was in, in every Canada. video game ever. Ever. Now, ever, granted, Narshada is also supposed to be right next to Nalhutta, and that's on the other side of the map. But that's my question. It doesn't matter. What matters is what you're saying is that. Uh, 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 hey, no, no big The big deal. question. Well, yes, can we've we, had this giant question. How does the, 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 the baby kids of the First we, Order... What? I want to say, can we round out this whole thought process? Okay, condensely, just in case people haven't, just in case people couldn't follow that. Me- you that haven't history. gotten to where we're at. Okay, had a game, most popular, one of the most popular expanded universe slash legends characters of all time exists in those games. Yes, in that game, it that character called Knights of the Old Republic. The for whole, those the whole time that first game. You're finding these star map, these pieces of star maps to put together a final location. And that final location, once you've got all of the pieces, takes you to this planet where is th- where this giant space installation that sucks stars up 
spits them out into like ships and fleets and material. And like, it's like a, it's like an automated giant manufacturing facility that converts stars into anything you need into stuff. And it's hundreds of thousands of years old. It it was created by an empire of beings who are almost, almost completely wiped out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's, it's, it's like one of the biggest bads. You know, the, uh, in terms of Death Star and stuff like that. Well, we've had this big question of how the First Order would manage to build Starkiller Base, given their limited resources. Yeah, and like the time in that less than had. thirty years. Exactly. Right. How would you go about doing that? Well, cutting a planet if, in half. If there yeah, was one thing, if there was in one thing in all of the old Star Wars canon, the old EU, the Legends, if there's one thing that would have been capable of accomplishing something like that. It would have been Starkiller, or I'm sorry, it would have been Star the Starforge. Forge. Yeah. And it just so happens that the Starforge powers itself the exact same way Starkiller Base does, by gobbling up a star. That's okay. crazy. If if they retcon it like that, I, okay, for, for before I even say this, I I'm so I w- was so <laughs> skeptical of, of The Force Awakens and Starkiller Base, because uh-huh. I thought that was the goofiest. It still is. Stupidest. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, but God. It's... it's uh, if this was the, if this is the case, that uh, it's beautiful. Right. If I was it, gonna say if they retcon it this way, I'm in. If it's I am a complete, so in. if even if it's a complete throwaway line, yeah. If it's just enough to connect the for, dots for the people for the people like us who care about this stuff, you know, if, even if it's like Luke happens to know how it came about and he's talking to Ray, like he actually knows about it somehow, and he goes, uh, "I'm not saying that like Octo is Ricotta Prime. I'm, I'm not going to buy into that. That's a little. I don't have a tinfoil cap thick enough for that." But I will say that, like, I could see Luke turning to Ray, like, about that thing, like, yeah, they, you know, they, uh, they, they've, they found the the plan or they found the technology to put that type of thing together from, uh, you know, blah blah blah, Ricotta Prime, and I'd be like, oh, that's oh, all I need, Ricotta Prime. You know, that's all I would need to suddenly understand how, and it's still ridiculous, but I mean, the nice thing about the way the Star Forge was presented is that it was so ancient, no one even understood it. You know, that's what it made it more mysterious and 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 incredible, you know. And so anyway, yeah, you know what for I mean, for those who aren't old enough to remember Knights of the Old Republic or played that or even care, even if you're older and never played the games or whatever. I mean, what you're saying is completely right. I mean, this was like a huge part of adding, you know, to the overall canon, you know, as we knew it prior, you know, to the force awakens and all that stuff. And, uh, um, just the thought that they could be bringing this back in is really exciting to me. And uh, I just, I, uh, one half of me, I'm just going to say it this way. One half of me wants to believe that so much, Mm -hmm. but the other half that is extremely skeptical (laughs) is saying there is no way in hell that J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson sat down and said, hey, how can we pull, how can we pull a Knights of the Old Republic? I think it's Pablo, <laughs> Pablo well, Hidalgo's I, doing I, it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. J.J. Abrams is an avid gamer. J.J. Abrams discovered Michael Giacchino. So are you saying J. J. Av- a- avid gamer J.J. Abrams played Knights of the Old Republic? I'm saying that avid gamer J.J. Abrams was a huge Star Wars fan. And Knights of the Old Republic is one of the most successful Star Wars games ever made. And it came out around the time where J.J. Abrams was playing what? The Medal of Honor series, whose score was written by who? Michael Giacchino, who J.J. Abrams did what? 
hired to do the score for Alias, Star Trek, and, oh yeah, he just got asked by Lucasfilm to do a movie called Rogue One. Who is in Footloose with Kevin Bacon. There you go. Nailed it. I'm just saying, like, he started doing music back then, and that's what he was doing for was games. He was actually a game producer, and he got himself into the music and did the score for Metal Honor. By the way, I remember playing those game, playing Garrick's Medal of Honor, which I have in the other room. I want that uh, back. <laughs> and and thinking, wow, this game has incredible music. It was Michael Giacchino. You know what, Corey? Just stop right now because <laughs> I, I don't want to believe all this because... I know. <laughs> That, you know what? The original fanboy wet dream, I wanted to believe all of that. And it was so beautiful. We had created such a wonderful story. That's the whole point of the uh, nocturnal emissions. Oh my god. The gosh. whole point of nocturnal emissions is that something fantastic and wonderful is happening, and then you wake up and it's all snatched up. <laughs> and you're sticky. Afterwards. And you're like, damn it, I can never go back. I can't go back. So I have to ask the question. To you, Mike, specifically. Yeah. Why does this get you so so excited? I don't know, because I'm such a fan of the legends, and, and to me, Knights of the Old Republic was such a well-thought-out... Let me even back up from that, because the original legends was so all over the place. Yeah. And we've we've oh, talked yeah. about how... Waru, thank you. Yeah, welcome. right, and we've, but we've <laughs> talked about how we've... The appreciated comics. people like Kevin Kevin J. Anderson and, and Alston and people like that that really cared enough to, you know, bring some continuity, you know, to that that old legends, whatever. But when Knights of the Old Republic came out, that was such a unified piece of work. Yeah. Um, and it was so different it was and just so, so you know, it was from just the timeline. So it was wow. amazing. It was, and it was, it was completely new because it wasn't in. It was didn't correspond to the to what we knew about Star Wars at all. Other it was than like four, some of the ship designs were similar. Well, it was literally forty thousand years 4, in the 000, past. Four thousand. I think forty. I know four thousand. All right. I'm, <laughs> I don't believe 3, that. Three thousand nine hundred and sixty <laughs> years. Re- regardless, thou- thousands of and years in the past. 10, so they had a pretty, <laughs> they had a pretty, you know, blank slate, you know, yeah. uh, an open cam or blank canvas that they could paint with, and they just did a wonderful job with it. So that no, I'm excited. No part of that game failed to feel one hundred percent Star Warsy. It didn't. It, it even felt, though it was completely and new. It, and yeah, it had the original I mean, Force Awakens. You can't. And it, it, the music. Yeah, was Force great. Awakens can't say that. I don't even think you can really say that wholly about Rogue One, even though Rogue One comes real close. But you felt completely encapsulated by the Star Wars mythos. Not only that, they drew in so much of the other stuff, like planets and things like that, that had only ever been mentioned in novels and things. They drew like they did their homework, even though the story and the characters are 4000 years in the past. It it never failed to feel completely the way Star Wars felt. So to have something that was so well done, that was part of the legends that up to this point we thought has been erased to suddenly maybe be brought back in is exciting to me. Yeah. That's every, exciting. Every original planet and every non-original planet from the first game is now in canon. Even Duxin? Um, uh, no, that was in the second game. Oh, okay. We're not doing and the second Onderon is in. Onderon is in. Dantooine's in, um, obviously. Dantooine was mentioned yeah, in, in New obviously. Hope. And here's here's the thing, though. Just I think what you're mentioning is that they don't even have to make a big deal of this no. in Eps 8 and 9. No. Just a few lines. Yeah. 
that could draw all of that back in. It's all there. It's make, all restored. And, 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 and it and makes guys bubbles. like us that loved that mm-hmm. just jump with joy, but not affect the new fans. You and, know what I mean? But yeah. also fill the plot hole so gently enough that if like if a super fan's talking to a casual fan, he goes, yeah, but you know what? I just don't understand how they could build a giant planet gun. I feel like it's kind of like... And then the super fan can go, I felt the same way. Until, yeah, right. But... Right. There's a reason for that yes. that's just touched on. And then they go into it and they explain it. And then the, the casual fan goes, dude, you're weird. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> or they go, oh, that's really interesting. I should I should give that a try. Yeah. They still we have that? play that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah what is yeah, that? On your iPad, bro. It's cheap. And, uh, and I, I love all the other potential ramifications. Mm. Like how how Starkiller, what, you know, is it? Starforge is it the, was it was yeah. it built by the Starforge? Yeah, well, like could it be builders. a leftover of the Rick, the Rick Again, Empire? I can I can totally Rakuten, I can totally get behind that if it's thousands and thousands of years old, as opposed to in thirty years we cut a planet yeah, in half instead and put of a gun we in built it. a thing. <laughs> it's, oh, Sun we gun. found a thing. Well, <laughs> or more so, yeah. we created a thing and and formed terraformed around and, it. And and if if yes, this yeah. was in some way part of the thought behind force awakens yes now i like where you're going then it's <laughs> how much are we gonna have to the kiss movie jj's be- i was gonna ass. say yeah. then the movie becomes insanely I mean, more interesting you, to me. You, yes. you one of it would be one of jj abrams masterful misdirections to call it star killer yeah because oh here's this thing that you know skywalker is supposed to be star killer yeah and well, they found we're gonna it. call it Star Killer, right? Yeah. They found so that it. They you don't we can't call it, it Star Forge because if we call it Star Forge, you're gonna know right away. Yeah, right. If if and this is we are so setting ourselves up for heartbreak. I know but, <laughs> we are so bad. If if this it's okay, I'm to, going. I'm that's, going. That's the point of the nocturnal emission. I know. I'm if, going with you. If you if 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 this happens to be even remotely true, and it was planned from the start, some of these details. We are going to OJJ so many apologies. Yes. As much as we like his movie, we the thing all most of the things we criticized him for would suddenly be well, yeah, strengths. and we're like plot holes, plot holes, and things aren't explained and yeah. all this other stuff, and it's like all well, of a sudden. Well, you know what? We we even said that when we reviewed this movie, at least I did, was that, you know, maybe once eight and nine come out, maybe I'll revise how I feel about it. Yeah. You know, I've ranked it. For me, I ranked it right in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, of all yeah. the movies. Yeah. We even, you know, I thought it was we a, even said I, that I it was a great we movie. Even saw the movie to be fair, because mm-hmm. this is just part of a whole. Not, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You, you, how, how, yeah, how can you rank that movie until you know the whole story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really hard to do that. So I, I'm with you guys. I'm really hoping that they had. They're gonna blow our minds with now, the forethought that they had. In what if it becomes more than just a passing comment? What if it becomes an active what part if, of the story? What if uh, Star Killer wasn't Star Forge, but Star Forge made Star Killer, and now that mm-hmm. becomes the focal point of? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be skeptical. Star Forge was destroyed, but that doesn't mean that it couldn't have somehow been recreated. In fact, in the old Republic MMO, Revan, it came to find out that he had stolen a like fingernail-sized part of the what's called the Infinity Engine, which was which was the power behind the Star Forge. And, and it had a bunch of infinity stones in it. Ooh, yes, yes, was it, it did. Time he, he fashioned a gauntlet. <laughs> yep. Uh, but no, he he basically went and took it and he gave it to these folks later on. And I mean, I mean, could just it turned into a giant space station that could do all of these things. Like even though it was just a child of like a, a speck mm-hmm. of the Star Forge. 
So, yeah. I, I'm going to be skeptical if they do that, they go down that route, because I, I think if you go get too detailed into that, then then you're going to set things up for disappointment. I would rather it be just a couple of fleeting lines so that we can just but, grasp on to what was created what if, in the past. But what if this is bringing that in? Well, if they what do if, that... if they do it well, I'm in, man. But I just, I don't know. I just, it feels like to me that, you know, JJ and, and Ryan Johnson, they want to carve their own path, man. I don't think they're, they're going to, they're going to hang their hat so, on something that a bunch of, you know, gaming dorks made up. So you, know? you would rather have a, a fleeting, a fleeting comet so that you can preserve what's there already made. Yeah. That's kind of how versus I, them taking something that's there and making it their own. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, unless they do it well, I mean, I guess we've swallowed. You what mean they, unless they do it exactly as written? Sort of. I, I suppose. I, I don't know. I guess I, I just yeah. have to see how they do it, man, because there's a lot of stuff that's in the new canon that I'm really cool with. You know, that completely shits all over the old stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess if it's presented in a way that's like, oh, my gosh, I never thought of it that way. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Then I'm I'm on, man. I'm in. Well, it's going to get scarier because I already have some insight into what the uh, fanboy Y is going to be bringing uh, next time he comes by. <laughs> oh, really? After yeah. all, he did say that everything comes back to the identity of Snoke. And there's only a couple of people who knew the intimacy with intimacy, the capabilities of Starforge, and only one of those people was Revan. <gasps> so we're going to have uh, a lot more, I think, in uh, a lot more. What was it? Weaving tapestries. It's Callow Nord, uh, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't think so. Oh man, I don't. Maybe I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Maybe somebody who's really good at living for a real long time. <laughs> but I'll leave it right there. Whoa! In oh. the meantime, won't you please follow us on Twitter at Fly Casual eleven thirty eight, where Mister Steve Paul, foreign correspondent in the UK, is going to be your guide to everything fruitful, wonderful, lovely, and beautiful about the ga- galaxy of Star Wars mythos and all the cool stuff going on both within the fiction and without uh you're gonna want to take part there take part in the conversation we love to engage and we love to be engaged by you guys it is the best also on facebook facebook.com slash fly casual podcast see that time i said it quickly and then had to stop and think about it afterwards (laughs) i'm telling you i can pull out the the color card So anyway, you're going to want to do that because uh, we've, got, we've got a good community going on there. So anyway, uh, come back uh, next time because we're going to have uh, we're going to be back to news and toys. And uh, also, once you run out and give us a nice little review wherever podcasts are distributed, because we like to reach more listeners just like you. I'm looking at Mike's thousand yard stare while he's <laughs> playing with that microphone windscreen. And I know he's going to be laying in bed staring at the ceiling when he gets home tonight. <laughs> He's going to be like, man, this I got to get up to take the kid to basketball, but uh, I can't get this out most, of my head. This is the most awake I've seen Mike this at the end of Yeah, at the end of the Rumors <laughs> podcast, this is by far the most he's well, been Well, yeah, awake. especially at 2 in the morning. I can, go over, yes. I can do another Catalyst review if you want. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Corey. Over there is Mike. Over there is Howie. Yeah, Garrick's gone once already. Once upon a time, Galen Urshaw. Yeah, oh. Jelly, jelly, jelly. 